Okay, here we go. <clears throat> In three, two. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Josina Anderson, host of The Crew. This is episode 30, although it's been a lot more than that because, you know, we offer so many different segment offerings in our podcast. But welcome to the Conference Championship Reaction Pod. We have a certain member of our crew that is ecstatic to be on despite a red-eye flight last night. Still up and ready to talk about his Eagles. I'm sure you can guess who that is. But before we get to that, you know you can find our pod by downloading the Odyssey app on your phone or wherever you get your pods or go to the URL, thecrewnyc.com. Put it in your search bar. It'll take you right to our YouTube page. Again, that is thecrewnyc.com. But without further delay, it is time for the crew call. All right, all right, all right, all right. Look who we have here. We got Morris, Eagles fan, Chestnut. We got Fred Smoot represent for the commanders that are not in the Super Bowl. And we have Clarence Hill trying to join us from the Senior Bowl in Alabama. You know he covers the Cowboys for the Star-Telegram. A little spotty Wi-Fi, but we'll do the best we can. How are you doing? How are you doing, everybody, this morning? I'm not doing as good as Morris, but you know what? I'm still here. That all that matter. And, and before Morris jump the gun and say what he got to say, when it comes to the Super Bowl, I'm pulling for the Eagles. Yes, I said it. Okay. I'm pulling for the NFTs. Okay, okay. And I'm just letting you know now before you get started. Okay, okay. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Well, I just want to say first and foremost, Congratulations to Morris, Uber fan chestnut of the Eagles, who was at the game in person, trying to be in his gray hoodie undercover, but was attracting all of the stars on the sideline, giving him dap. He did come on CBS and make a brief appearance, so we were having technical difficulties. We did get him up. So thank you for all of that, Morris. We appreciate it. Thank you. Joe Cena was on there, you know, styling and profiling on the sideline, blinging it up. I hear you. I see No, you. I seen y'all two taking all these pictures, and yet again, <laughs> Joe jo, jo Cena had on her Game of Thrones outfit yet again. <laughs> I ain't had no Game of Thrones outfit. And, and Clarence, uh, as you are walking through the Senior Bowl, as the NFL is already transitioning in this gap period between the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl, uh, what do you have to say for yourself and your Cowboys? Because you know I'm about to come at you since OBJ was on Twitter with a few words this morning. Oh, okay. Well, well okay. we don't hear Clarence is out. That's okay. Hey, perfect. Perfect. Hey, I don't know they was allowed to have sunroofs out there, Fred. Y'all do that? Is that a snow roof so you can see the snow? You know what? We get some, but it ain't my fault, uh, Morris, that we get to see green trees and grass all the time, uh, and y'all don't. Uh, it, ain't, it ain't my fault. Okay, okay. okay. Uh huh, uh huh. And um, Clarence, are you there? Or you're not there. Are you good? Or are you not good? Yeah. Clarence, Clarence, can you hear everybody? You can you, Clarence? I'm having horrible problems. Okay. All right, yeah, sweetheart. We're gonna let you go. It's okay. Thank you for trying, everybody. We appreciate Clarence. We will get him on for the I'm Super Bowl show next week. I know, I know, but it's not working right now, love. So we will see you next time. Okay, babe. 
Yes, none right. of the cowboys' rhetoric. I, they are irrelevant. We shouldn't be talking about them no way. Okay. No strike to Clarence, but I'm just tired of always having to go back to the cowboys. They are losers. We're talking about winners. Okay, well, the Eagles won 31 to 7 uh, against the 49ers. I feel like it was already done before it started, Morris. I mean, your quick reactions to what happened. Listen, listen, listen. We were very fortunate. Um, you know, we, we got to the quarterback, knocked him out the game, and we got to the second, the, the well, the basically the four-string quarterback, mm -hmm. knocked him out the game. And, th and they didn't really – it was really too – it was an uphill battle uh, for them after we knocked Purdy out the game. They, they really weren't ready for it. I thought the defense played well in the very beginning. In the first half of the game, defense did all they could to keep them in the game. But I think they just got a little bit deflated by, uh, you know, their, their offense not being able to, to to move the ball. So we get, we caught a break there. But I think the two best teams were in the <laughs> NFC, were in the game, and the Eagles prevailed. Well, well you know, I knew you was a good actor, but I didn't know you was a good politician. Way to play, play your words right there, Morris. But mm -hmm. let, let, let's be honest. Uh, Philadelphia came out and took it to them. The most physical team won. They beat the 49ers at their own brand of football. Uh, within the first seven plays, the quarterback Purdy got hurt. Uh, Fred Warner got hurt. Uh, the DB got hurt. They came out with, a, with, with physicality that matched the 49ers. And you're talking about at home. I'm sorry. I felt like Philadelphia what was the better team when you looked at them with the overall roster and it showed during the game? Well, I have to say, I didn't know about, until I interviewed Fletcher Cox in the locker room, I didn't know that they had taken, um, it didn't take too kind to some press conference or whatever comments from George Kittle saying that, you know, they are paper defense. Now some 49ers fans, they're all in the comments because that interview already has over 80,000 views. And they're like, they're twisting his words and y'all getting too hype over beating a team with no quarterback. Thoughts on that, Morris? I didn't hear. Wait, wait. What, what was this spot? I didn't hear this. So, so Fletcher Cox and Darius Slay after the game were making reference to comments that they heard coming into the game. Fletcher said that, uh, I said, well, what was the comment? He said, paper defense. And then he said, I, I think we made 85 eat his words. So he's talking about George Kittle. So I think something was said either during a press call. I didn't know about it going into the game, but quite a few players made reference to it after the game. So, uh, you know, just additional hey, bulletin board material, I guess. Listen, listen, listen. Now that's a lot of hate. I mean, a paper defense, you're talking about a team that had four <laughs> deep, four defensive linemen with double digit sacks. And he mm -hmm. want to talk about a paper defense. We got a pro bowl <laughs> DB, another pro all pro defensive back. Mm -hmm. We have a, I mean, come on now. Now that's just, that's just some hate. And now, mm -hmm. you know, and now that you said that, he got what he deserved. I, I didn't know that was out there like that. Yes. yes, they got what they deserved, courtesy of two Mississippi State Bulldogs. You can thank me later, Morris. At the uh -huh. end of the day, these we don't take kindly to guys saying stuff like that. But you know what you have to do? You still got to go out on the field and prove it. And the teams right. that did all the damn talking this week, when it came to the 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals, you know what I'm saying, Burrowhead, all that, it came back to bite them. The most focused two teams made it to the championship game, and they deserve to be there. And I see everything, all the talk is building up about the Kelsey brothers. And that's and they are the first brothers to play against each other. But let's not forget about the other two brothers that that's play quarterback. Yeah. And it's yeah. a Black Sunday. And I think we should be bringing that up <laughs> because that is a history in itself. 
Well, and then the other good point, which I'm so mad that I forgot about this talking point coming into the game. Uh, Ryan Clark did make it. I did notice people talking about it before the game. People added me on Twitter to make sure I brought it up, and I forgot to do it during the pregame. But just talking about uh, the presence uh, in terms of fatherhood with uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes' father and then also Jalen Hurts' father, both of them present you know, at the game. And, and people are talking about how often we have these storylines of uh, black single fathers that ain't there and all this other stuff. And, and, and just the need to highlight that uh, these two quarterbacks obviously are not only uh, have African-American uh, heritage, but also come from f- families of su- supportive uh, black fathers. Take that, Jason Whitlock. All right, take that. That's how it happened. All right, at the end of the day, you can't, you know, you know what? It takes a village to raise kids. A mother is important, a father is important, but the uncle, the auntie, the neighbor, everybody is important in any child's life. And you're right. It's it's good to really blow that up and say, you know, here go two kids that had their father, had their mother in their life. Everything turned out right. That's the blueprint everybody's trying to live by, I'm sure. Agreed. Yeah, and then the other thing, too, that I I, I felt like I knew from jump when I saw I was standing over there by the Eagles tunnel where they come out when they do their final walkout. And and Jalen has been doing his same thing every game where he stands and he greets everybody that comes out onto the field and then came out in Dominic and Sue and everybody kind of has their, you know, whatever they're doing. And Dominic and Sue just walked out real cool. And let me tell you, when I say he gave this little Cheshire cat smile, all he did was just smile, just like this. And then he just high-fived Jalen. And I said, I knew from then when he had that Cheshire cat smile just came out that they were fitting, that it was just, they was just in this piece of already knowing that they was about to throw it down. That's that's all. I, I seen it in his face. I seen it in his face. I even yeah, have listen. a video for it. I'm going to put it on Twitter uh, later today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I got to give Howie Roseman credit. When you look at our defense and you look who we have on that line, you know, we have Fletcher mm-hmm. Cox, we have Hassan Reddick, we have Brandon Graham, we Hi, have Dominican Sue, we have Linval Joseph, we got the rookie Jordan. Hargrave. I mean, you know, what's that? And Jason Hargrave. Yeah, Jason Hargrave. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have a we have a of a beast of a line. And then that secondary with uh, where I mean our secondary and, and our linebackers, our linebackers. Mm-hmm. Are, look, High Rosen did a great job putting this team together, and it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be an interesting game against Patrick Mahomes because he seems to be able to, you know, to, to pull some magic out of the hat. I mean, what he did without his three receivers in that game against Cincinnati came down to the wire, but you know he got it done. Got to give it all hats off to him. And let's talk about that. The Chiefs beating the Bengals 23 to 20 just by 20, excuse me, just by three points. And then we all saw at the end of the game what happened there. Fred, you want to talk about the uh, the play with uh, Joseph Asai and, uh, and, and just kind of the reaction on Twitter as far as, you know, the push with Patrick Mahomes when he was clearly out of bounds and the multiple angles that were shown, you know, of him being in dismay at making that mistake. He is 23. Oh, yeah, he is. He's a young kid going 100 miles per hour. That's what football is. I think people get it confused and they're like, well, why is he thinking? He's thinking, but guess what? We got microseconds to think. We got microseconds to stop. He didn't try to do it, but at the end of the day, Cincinnati want to say it was him. Nah, maybe if you would have went up 10, 20, didn't throw interceptions, didn't turn the ball over, made the plays when they presented themselves, you would have beat that team. But let's be honest about Kansas City. I love Joe Burrow. I think he's God's gift 
to quarterbacks. But Patrick Mahomes is the king on the hill, and you got to yeah. beat the king to become the king. And so we got to stop trying to hand these awards and hand these accolades to players until they earn it. So at the end of the day, the best coach in that game, Andy Reid, best quarterback in that game, Patrick Mahomes, they will find a way to win the game no matter what. Four, three, four, five wide receivers go out, they bring in three tight ends and two running backs. They do not care. They just adjust and they play football. And don't forget, bring us, speaking of Mississippi State, we're all over the place. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? Chris Jones, I thought it was two of Chris Jones out there. He took over the game. Big play Willie Gay took over the game at the linebacker position. All I got to say is kudos to those Bulldogs. Hell State. Damn, it's a good day. And I want to give props to Jermaine Pratt. You know, he caught a lot of flack for, you know, when he came off the field, obviously in the heat of the moment and saying, you know, uh, speaking of Joseph Asai, as far as, you know, it's his last game and, and why did he, you know, push the quarterback or touch the quarterback? A, a reporter caught the comment as Pratt was coming into the locker room. He has since... Um, you know, issued an apology and saying, you know, he was not a good teammate in that moment. Um, uh, you know, some people are saying that he may be on his way out from Cincinnati anyways, given his contract status or what have you. But we do ask for accountability from our athletes, and we do appreciate that he, he recognized um, that was a sensitive moment. And B.J. Hill did stand by Pratt in the locker room while he was uh, doing the questions and what have you to try to show solidarity. That exactly what you were saying, Fred. It, it doesn't come down to just one person in one play. No, it doesn't. And you also got to ask yourself, y'all, uh, reporters do after like some of the highest intense moments of our life. Y'all give us three minutes and five seconds to, to stick a mic in our face and say what happened. So, yeah, we're going to get some emotional answers. We're going to get some answers that's not going to be politically correct at that time. We are going to blurt some stuff out about how we truly feel. And that's because of the love of the game. Like he said, he was a terrible teammate at that time. Long as he acknowledged that, we're going to always be okay in the locker room. We brothers. We're 53 brothers from another mother. If anybody understands the plight that we go through emotionally, physically, um, uh, uh, it's your teammate. So I, I think it'll be all right. But I, I do have to ask you guys, do, do you feel like the Cincinnati mayor was the uh, undercover trigger here? And did he talk too much? Did, was he was he the trigger that helped get the Chiefs over as far as the three-point win? Is all the comments that Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes made reference to after the game as far as Burrowhead and we own you and Patrick Mahomes this, is your daddy and all this other stuff. Did that make a difference? This is something that I do want to ask Fred because I've all often wondered this, all right? So we're all human, right? We're all human and we all can get motivated. Because sometimes you hear people say, well, if a comment by somebody got a motivated player to play harder, then maybe that player is not really that player is not really dedicated. But how is it, Fred, when you're in the locker room and you guys are already on 10, ready to go in there and win the game? Right. What what type of effect does, do comments like this really have uh, on the locker room and on the individual and on the team? Well, we are already ready to win the game. We already put the game plan in. But if you give us them extra unifying things, you got if you give us those extra reasons to play, if you tell me my quarterback needs to take a DNA test to see is my y'all quarterback his father. All right? <laughs> now we're going to take that personally. Now it's, it's like Michael Jordan effect. Like Mike said, 
after a while, he had to manifest reasons to hate players. He had to manifest reasons in his head to play that much, much extra. So it's, it's, a, it's a Jedi mind trick type of thing, but it's also a situation where it's a rallying kind, when it rally us together, when we have one common purpose to make sure these people don't succeed. So at the end of the day, it's just icing on the cake. It's just icing on the cake, and now we're going to play with that much more emotion, and that's what it's about. Okay. Well, I do think that uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, when it is all said and done, is really going to make deserve all of the props he gets, you know, or deserves rather for the just the tight end position. Uh, 78 receiving yards and a touchdown in this game, but he has been there through and through. Uh, to me, he's already a, a certified Hall of Famer, and kudos to him and his mom, you know, for uh, having uh, two boys that are in uh, the Super Bowl uh, really quickly. So that means that as a result of the Chiefs winning and the Eagles winning, that in the Super Bowl, we have the Eagles and the Chiefs. So, you guys, I don't know if you've begun to start thinking of your predictions. You guys have been kind of terrible, or you know, throughout the season, on and off. But, but you guys, I mean, you guys, I mean, what? What are you trying to say, Boris? It, it hasn't been me. Let me go back and look at the tape. I mean, oh, yeah, okay. I, did, I, I did tell you the, the, the commanders was going to beat the Eagles, but we'll leave that for another day. <laughs> so, so now, what are your thoughts about really quickly how this Super Bowl sizes up? You know, what particular matchup you're thinking is going to, you know, be the difference or stand out here? And we're going to do one more show on Tuesday next week, so you can save your prediction now, or if you want to leave with your head or your heart now, you can all you can register it in. Well. Go ahead, Fred. I'll let you start. Mm. Uh, when I when I when I look at matchups, I always gotta ask myself, I gotta put I gotta layer things. I who's the better coach in this game? I have to go Andy Reid. Mm. Uh who's the better quarterback? I have to go Patrick Mahomes. Mm. But who's the better offense as a whole? I go to Philadelphia Eagles because they have the better offensive line. They have the better group of running backs. They have the better group of wide receivers. So I give the Philadelphia Eagles the nod on offense, on defense. I feel like the, the collective Philadelphia Eagles unit is collectively better than the Kansas City Chiefs. So I have to say in a neutral site, that team will probably be the Philadelphia Eagles because they are the most complete teams. And, and, and all-star players and Pro Bowl players go to the Pro Bowl, but uh, teams win championships. Mm. And Philadelphia has the team to win it all. Mm, okay, because I thought you was going a little Chiefs there, but now you're over back to the Eagles. So, Morris, what do you think about that uh, reasoning? Listen, I mean, I think I think the reasoning it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the interesting part to me is what, what Fred said is the uh, the X factor being Mahomes and Andy Reid. Um, to me, what's going to be interesting to see. I don't know if, um, if if defenses have caught up with our offensive scheme. You know, the second half of the season, I don't think the team. I know Jalen has been hurt, but I don't think the uh, I don't think we've been you know, as powerful or mm -hmm. as uh, explosive as we had in the first half, half of the season. What's going to be interesting to me is what can Mahomes do if he has to drop back 53 times against our defensive line who has four people on there with double-digit sacks and they can't run the ball, I would like to think that we would definitely have an edge there. I mean, you know, I've seen Patrick Mahomes do a lot of things 
But, you know, it's I would like to think we have the edge, but I, I'm that's what I'm most interested in seeing, our defensive line against uh, – against the, But we know this is going to be a great game because we're watching two offenses do things a little bit different. One offense yeah. is RPO-based with the Philadelphia Eagles, which you can travel with that no matter what. I, this is what I'm saying. Jalen Hurts is truly the X factor. If he has more than 50 yards with his feet, it's a guaranteed win, all right? Because wow. they're telling me that Miles Sanders and, and Gainwell, Gainwell, another Mississippi dude, yeah. right, they will be able to get the yards uh, from the line of scrimmage that they need. And when I look at the cornerback wide receiver matchup, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith versus the cornerbacks of the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I'm sorry, it goes to the Eagles on that. So can they get two or three big plays needed in this game? Yes, they can. And I, that that gives me the Eagles with the tilt right there. I believe they offense can keep Kansas City defense on the field. Well, one Fred, thing I feel like... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Fred, 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 look, hmm. look. I know you proud of Mississippi. Yeah, I um, am. I don't recall Gainwell going to Mississippi. No, Gainwell went to Memphis. He's from Mississippi. He's from Yazoo with, with Fletcher Cox. He is oh, Fletcher okay. Cox. Okay. He is okay. Fletcher Cox. Yes, he's Fletcher Cox's younger cousin. They are okay. relatives. Okay. I'm okay. from Mississippi, baby. Hey, Morris, you're going to learn. If you want something great, go to Mississippi. You want Oprah? If you want Oprah, go to Mississippi. You want Morgan Freeman? Go to Mississippi. I'm just telling you. Lord, you definitely deserve some payment as the unofficial ambassador of Mississippi. Now, one thing, couple last thoughts, and I got to go. I was going to say that, one, I'm surprised that you guys did not bring up the previous championship experience of the Chiefs as well. Obviously, I know that the uh, Eagles won the championship 2017, but what is with a different quarterback? The quarterback that is in this Super Bowl matchup is the one that has already done it. So I, that may, you know, Jalen hasn't been to the Super Bowl as a quarterback. We'll see if that, you know, plays a factor or not. I'm just saying, I think that that's something else that you guys didn't mention. And the last thing I wanted to say is really quickly, uh, you know, and, I, and yes, this is a, se a separate little point, but uh, OBJ was on, on Twitter this morning. He released a video of his uh, footage, you know, practicing and running down there at IMG in, uh, in Florida. And I just want to say, you know, boo-hoo on the teams that did not sign him for the playoffs, uh, that being the uh, the Giants, that being the Bills, or that being um, – or giving them the money that to, to in, uh, execute that contract. Because I don't know if you've seen that footage, but go look at that footage on Twitter this morning. And he definitely – after all them questions as to whether he was going to be ready, he looks ready. Fred, what? What you got to say? Hey, hey, first of all, I see dudes jogging on side of the street all the time. That don't make him a prime athlete. Right now, the question ain't his talent. It's can he do it? Can he do it with the pass on? Is he 100%? Like, you, you, just because you signed him don't mean you were going to get a lot from him. He and that jogging was the to key. Starbucks. He was doing routes and running and cutting. Why are you acting like you're yeah, going to that, that, that's, that's easy to do in some shorts and a tank top. That's easy to do. All right? It's easy to do when, when you ain't got uh, Bradbury, a uh, slate, jamming you at the line of scrimmage with a pad on, shoulder pads, and a helmet on with 80,000 people screaming. It's a different animal. So mm. all I gotta say is this. I mm. think everything went like we said it was at the beginning of the year. I said he was gonna ask for too much money. Nobody was gonna give it to him. And he was gonna sit out the year. It happened. Okay, so y'all are both going Eagles for Super Bowl. 
Okay. Hold, I'm gonna hold, hold it to next week. We'll see okay. what the injury report looks okay. like. Okay. Okay. We'll take a look at the injury report. We'll we'll see what the comments are after the famed media day, and everybody makes their little comments. So we'll see about that. But I appreciate Fred for coming on. I appreciate Morris for coming on and showing up at the link and showing your little shiny Colgate smile. We appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys hey, have Fred, a good. Fred, yeah, you yeah. gotta keep that moonroof closed, man, so the snow don't come into the car, man. Hey, we ain't got no snow right now. It's been, it's been a mild winter for us. Now the thing we will do is ship y'all some water out there to California if y'all need any. Oh, whatever. In his BMW and Morris from his grand estate. We appreciate y'all. Have a good right, day. Appreciate you. Now, All right. Peace. peace.